to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey. On this week's episode, I welcome in Lexi Galuski to share her Just Get Started journey. Now, let me give you a little quick uh, background of Lexi. She is a heart-centered marketing strategist and success coach who helps experts transform into solopreneurs. She's also the podcast host of Building My Empire, which documents her journey as she builds her business from the ground up and gives listeners the secrets to creating a profitable business while experiencing the richness of life. And I just had a tremendous conversation with Lexi. I really enjoyed this one. A lot of the depth that we went to uh, with her upbringing, kind of making decisions to change her life for the better and ultimately experiencing a lot of happiness because of it. So I hope you all enjoy this wide-ranging conversation. So without further ado, my chat today with Lexi Galuski. Let's get it started. Lexi, welcome to the podcast. Awesome to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I've been looking forward to this for a while. I know we both have a mutual connection, well, with NextGen Community, but also with Rich Keller, um, who gets way too many shouts, shout-outs on this podcast. But, uh, <laughs> It's going to start going to his head a little bit, uh, but oh, no, believe, you know, Rich is an awesome guy. I believe so, that, yeah. Um, and, and that's actually maybe a good spot for us to start as we go into this. Um, I guess before we get in, maybe a quick snippet um, for everyone listening in, uh, maybe about, about yourself, just kind of the, the quick elevator pitch, if you will, of kind of what you're doing and, and what you're about. Yeah, definitely. Um, so like I said, thank you so much for having me on the show. Super excited to be here. So I am Lexi Adluski. Um, I'm a marketing strategist and a coach and really helping experts transform into solopreneurs and transform into really entrepreneurs who lead with their heart and um, and lead from a place of wanting to you know serve the world and make a difference in the world. Well, and, and that's probably a good spot to start because, you know, and you mentioned the word transform there a few times. And I know with Rich, similar to me, you uncovered your one word um, through kind of a deep analysis to figure out kind of where, where that mission is. And for you, it's transformer. Um, can you talk a little bit about how, why is transformer your one word? How did you get to the point of uncovering that? Yeah, totally. Um, so Rich is awesome. I have so much love for Rich. I was actually just on his podcast last week um, and we had a blast. So he has helped me um, so much because one of the things I was also talking about on his podcast was after we went through his workbook and he was really narrowing down um, my one word and we were going through that for the first time, that was really the first time in my life. And like you mentioned, my one word is transformer and, and I'm a transformer. And that was the first time in my life that it really just clicked on helping me understand on a deeper level who I am and, um, and what my like superpower, what my zone of genius is. So that's been really cool because, um, all my life looking back after I discovered that one word that was, I don't know if this happened for you, but it was like right in front of my face and I didn't even realize it. And Rich was like, yeah, this took me like five, 10 minutes to figure out because it was right there. Um, but all my life I've kind of transformed my life or helped clients transform their lives or their businesses in different ways. So that, um, that word has really resonated with me so much. And, and after that, I've just seen kind of the world and how I work and how I operate differently because I see that I am, um, a transformer and I transform, you know, the way that people think the way that they operate, the way their business operates, um, all those different things. So I have, I feel like all my life and we can get into this, um, later in the podcast when I tell you more about, 
my story and my background, that type of thing. But I feel like there are many times um, in my life where I've really transformed my situation or who I am or what I was doing um, to follow my own heart. Well, and I think that's a that's a great point to make of going back to childhood. And, and, and I, yeah, I had a similar, you know, with my one word as navigator that we uncovered and a similar approach where I, I was kind of um, almost blinded. Maybe maybe there's a better term out there, but um, of you know childhood and and how society the kind of norms you get into and I I never really thought about all the things that Rich helped me uncover that were important to who I am as a person and how I can help the world and I think similar to what you just mentioned is you know this transformer is being able to help a lot of different people you probably did that subconsciously as a kid but you never knew that was your superpower. Um, because if I remember from our last conversation, and maybe you can share a little more about this, is you kind of went on that normal path of like, hey, I got to do this. I got to go to the, you know college. I got to get this degree, right? You were kind of, um, I guess, scripted to say this is the path I'm going to go on versus thinking outside the box, right? Oh, yeah, it's totally 100%. And it's interesting that, that you bring that up as well, because um, I remember growing up in middle school and high school and in college. I would catch this reoccurring theme happening um, in my friend groups where people would come into my life and um, then out of nowhere, this like traumatic event would happen to them. And then they'd come to me and I would help them through that event. And it happened so many times and it happened so like, like you couldn't ignore it. Like there was one of my friends in high school, for example, that we were into classes together and that type of thing. And we just started becoming friends. And then a few months later, she got diagnosed with leukemia. And like, I was by her side, like through that whole process, like helping her, um, you know, heal from that and recover from that and everything in high school. So um, it was like really, it wasn't just small things. It was really dramatic things that would happen in people's lives. And looking back now, I see that I, I by their side, helping them, you know, transform through that experience. And so growing up, I, I would catch on to there's like these different really significant things that would happen for me. And it really didn't make sense until start, I started putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And um, now I can look back on it and be like, oh, I get why that happened. Like, it makes sense now that that happened in my life where I helped that person through this thing. And so for me, um, like you mentioned, I had followed that traditional path um, all my life and I went to school and I got good grades and I did all the extracurriculars and I went to college and tried to get even better grades and, and do even more stuff and um, yada, yada, yada. And so when I um, was a senior in college, I was doing an internship and I was doing a, a marketing internship for this HR consulting firm. And I was doing marketing for them and that type of thing. And so one of the consultants who worked there, her job seemed really cool to me. So um, I asked her one day if she wanted to get drinks after work and I could just ask her about what she does because I needed to know it seemed awesome. So we did. And I sat down with her and I, I said, what do you do? I need to know because it seems really fascinating to me. And she said, you know, I work for this company as a consultant, but I also own my own life coaching business on the side. And I was like, huh, that's really interesting. Like what's life coaching? I'd never heard of that before. And so she started telling me about it. And long story short, 
we ended up creating this barter where she would coach me. And in return, I did her marketing for her, for her coaching business. So as a senior in college, I was able to not only work with a coach one-on-one, but she was also mentoring me. So I started coaching people and I started consulting these different businesses, um, literally from my college dining hall, which was really cool um, and a lot of fun. And so then after that, I continued to follow this path that was kind of paved out for me that said, you know, you go to college and then you graduate and you get a full-time job and you, you continue down that path. And so that's what I had done. So after graduating, I got a full-time job and was doing really, really well at it. Like I was in probably like 10 months, I'd received two pay raises, a promotion. I was hiring someone to work on my team with me. And I was all probably 23 at the time doing all these things. So on the outside, like life was going really well and I was really succeeding at a pretty fast pace and things were going great. But on the inside, I was so, so miserable. And I hated what I was doing. I hated my job. I hated even getting out of bed every day. Like I ended up getting depressed and anxiety attacks at work and all of this stuff. And I just thought to myself at such a young age, I was like, this can't be all there is to life, right? Like I was sold this dream that you go to college and you get good grades and you do all this stuff. And then now here I'm at, here I am like so unhappy, so unfulfilled um, and just searching for more. And so at that time, Thankfully, I was still working with the same coach that I had met in college, and she really helped me, you know, discover what is it that you actually want to do. And I knew all my life that I wanted to own my own business and be an entrepreneur, but I never thought it would come so soon in my career. Like I kind of envisioned it where I'd, you know, get some get some years down um, and build my resume in corporate, and then once I was ready, kind of take the leap and build my own thing. So I never thought that it would come so soon, but that was definitely one of the the major ways that I transformed my own life because I was so, I am a completely different person now. And and that was just three years ago um, than when I was in that job three years ago. So that is definitely probably one of my biggest ways that I've transformed my life. Um, But that, that was, that's pretty much my story in a nutshell and, and just following this path that I thought I was supposed to take versus the one that my heart was telling me to follow. That's good. There's a lot to unpack there. I know, um, right? <laughs> let, let me under let me underscore something, and then maybe we'll go into that deeper first. Um, there's this intersection you talked about where you met. The, what was her name? The, I don't know if you said. Oh, her name is Tammy. Tammy, and yeah. um, we'll give Tammy a shout out. I know. Um, <laughs> and you met Tammy, and it's kind of this intersection of luck, and uh, but seizing opportunity, right? Being able to see that. Hey, this is a little different. It may be outside your, you know, comfort zone. Maybe something a little different than you had thought about. But you could have, you know, because the, the whole thing is you could have, which I've probably done a million times. I forgot about. I probably forgot about the times that I was scared. Uh, there were so many where I could have walked away, right? You could have said, ah, yeah, I don't want really to deal with that. I'm gonna go back to class. But you seize the opportunity, and all of a sudden, that turned into maybe that that spark of that starting your business, you kind of saw glimmers of that. Would you agree? Could you share a little bit more about that encounter with Tammy? Maybe what you had thought those first maybe few days or weeks and and how that maybe contributed to what you're doing today? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's so funny because one of the things that I really preach is the power of following your heart and following your intuition, your instincts, whatever you want to call that. Mm-hmm. And for me, I realized that through all those times, whether you want to call it luck or whatever, it was me following that gut hit and that um, intuition and that like calling in my heart. Um, so to, to rewind even more, like before I even took that internship, 
I was, I wanted to originally go to school into college for fashion and get and work in the fashion industry. So I was actually looking for internships with these big companies, um, you know, Puma and Reebok and like all of these big companies and was applying to internships there. And none of them just felt right to me. Like they just didn't feel like a good fit. And then as soon as I had hopped on the call to interview with this place, I ended up um, interning, intern doing my internship at, it was like automatic. I was like, yep, this is the type of place I want to work with. And so it was like, that was one of those kind of gut hits where I was like, yep, this is what I need to do. And so I remember that day, like sitting at my desk, I was so nervous to even speak up and and ask Tammy, like if she would go and, and meet with me and, and that type of thing. But it was one of those gut hits where it was like, you got to do this, especially because my time at the internship was narrowing down where I think I had a week or less left. Like I did not have much time there left at all. And, um, and so it was one of those gut hits where I knew that like, I need to just, I need to just bite the bullet and go and do this. Um, because otherwise, like one of the things that I use a lot to make decisions is I honestly think like, if I didn't do this, would I regret it? Would I regret, would I regret not doing this? And anytime that answer comes back, yes, I know it's something I need to go and do. And like, that's, that's a really big, um, deciding factor for me. And so I remember sitting at my desk thinking that like, if I don't do this and if I don't ask her, like, I'm going to really regret that. And that was one of the motivating factors for me of like, all right, let me just speak up and let me just ask to see what could happen because worst that could happen is that now and like she says no and and that's it um but otherwise you never know what could happen and because i just decided to take that leap and take that action like look at where i am today you know yeah. well it's that there's there's a little sliver of discomfort versus you know it, it's not that painful although we make it sound like you know there's this big cloud of pain that's going to happen if you step outside and do that but it's such a small little um sliver of it that all the auto you know obviously turned into something you know pretty big for you um so it just goes to show you got to put yourself out there sometimes, you know? Totally. Oh yeah. You got to be willing to put yourself outside of your comfort zone. Um, and just, you know, be willing, be willing to ask and be willing to just have it just enough courage to put yourself out there and to take that next step. I'm curious if, if I just turn the dial back a little bit, um, it just popped in my head. You, you know, you talked about, obviously you weren't happy with what you were doing. Um, you're kind of beating yourself up inside, right? Um, kind of hated yourself. Would, did that just start happening at that time? Or were, were there times during childhood as you were kind of growing up, getting into college and stuff that, did you have similar things? Like, you know, I know, I know it comes up a lot in this podcast as folks that you had to project a different person because a lot of the people you were around, family, friends, whatever, were were kind of in the, hey, this is the path I'm going on, and you felt different. Do you feel that way as well growing up? Did you feel like you were um, maybe protecting something that was different about you than the people around you? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there definitely were times growing up that I I felt that. Um, it was especially prominent in high school when I was going through high school. Um, and one of the, I had that, a very similar feeling of just feeling unfulfilled and feeling, um, kind of lost. Like what's, what's the purpose? Like, what's the meaning behind all this? Like, I didn't, I don't feel like I had anything that lit a fire in me. And I distinctly remember that it wasn't until I started stepping into leadership roles. And one of, one of the biggest blessings I ever had in high school was that, um, sophomore year, my school and, I went, I went to school in upstate New York. So one of the things that 
New York would put on is this whole leadership conference, like a weekend long leadership conference for sophomores in high school. And um, what would happen is that the guidance counselors would actually nominate students from each school in upstate New York. And then you'd go for the weekend at this conference. And I don't, I still don't know to this day, like who nominated me or like what guidance counselor did, but someone nominated me for this leadership conference. And I had no idea like what it was or what I was getting into. I had no idea who else was at that conference. Like it was only one student from each high school would go and like represent their school. So I knew nobody at this thing. I had no idea what I was getting into, but that was one of the biggest blessings for me to do because it really woke me up just to what it means to be a leader and like starting to look at myself as a leader. And that was really the first time that I ever did that. So that was a major a major blessing for me. Um, because other, otherwise I did feel totally like unfulfilled, lost, trying to find meeting. So it was when I started stepping into those leadership roles in different ways. Like I was also a musician all my life. So, um, different leadership roles in band, I was an athlete. So then I played volleyball. So i um, stepping into leadership positions there and, and through those types of things is really what helped me find more of that fulfillment and find more of that purpose. Um, versus just kind of drifting and floating through life and floating through high school. And would you say that kind of serendipitous moment really helped gain confidence as well to be able oh, yeah. to step out and, and talk 100%. freely, if you will? Yeah. 100% because it taught me that it taught me how to make friends when I had, when I knew nobody, right? Like so much of the people that I went to school with, like I was with them from you know, kindergarten from elementary school all the way up. So one of the things that taught me is how to just sit next, sit in a group of people that you don't know and make conversation and introduce yourself and make friends with people um, from the first time that you're meeting them. So that played a big role in my confidence. It taught me a lot about, um, about making friends, about speaking up, about, you know, not being afraid to step outside your comfort zone. And one of the big things that we did at that conference that really stood out to me too was we each were put into groups and put into like um, different, our groups were like color coded. And so each group had to actually come up with a business idea. And then we had to sell it, not, not for monetary like things, but we had to try and sell other people on our business idea and that type of thing. And then there was a winner at the end. And so that was actually my first really getting into into entrepreneurship as well. And, um, starting to look at entrepreneurship and, and starting to think of, all right, what are ideas that we could do? And it was funny because that was, that was when Facebook was probably just coming out for, for college students. And if you, you could only have it, if you were, you know, a college student, that type of thing. So what we created was like a very, very, very basic, um, social media, like idea, for students at that conference. But it's funny to look back now because that conference also helped me spark that entrepreneurship um, desire and light in me, which is just so serendipitous as well to look back on now. Well, let's talk about business a little bit, if, if we can uh, switch gears. So yeah. I'm what I'm first curious about, and talk as freely as you like, so you're in that job, you're not happy. How do you make the leap to then say, I'm going to start my own business. What were the steps you personally took to go from, I hate my job and I'm not staying here to I'm going to go actually try to create my own uh, success, my own business? Yeah, great question. Um, and this is the part that I, I laugh a little bit about because I was very, um, 
just let's just let's roll up our sleeves and let's do this. So for me, I started knowing, um, you know, I only stayed at that job for a year. And so it was definitely by month eight, probably that I knew, like, I don't want to, I don't want to stay here. Like, I don't want to keep doing this. This is not my dream. And so thankfully, I was still like I mentioned working with my coach um, at the time. And she really helped me see that, like, what is it that I actually want to do? I actually want to start my own business and build my own thing and, and, and do be an entrepreneur and that type of thing. And so for me, um, I was going through that process and what I ideally would want to have done. And this is what I tell people all the time is I wish I started, I wish I had my full-time job and then started my business as a side hustle and built it up to the point where it, it was sustainable and, and that type of thing, and then made that switch. But for me, the work environment was a so toxic B I was working, um, I was doing, I was working for a company that, um, I was working long hours. So I was not just working 40 hours a week. I was working way over that I was working weekends. I was working like late nights. Like I was working a lot for them. So I was also very burnt out. Um, I was just, I was just drained. Like all of my, my batteries were just on empty. And so for me, I say it was really just a leap that I needed to take for my mental health and for my own well-being and for my physical health and well-being, because otherwise I just felt my, I felt like my soul and my heart just like dying the more time that I spent there. So one of the things that did happen um, at my job too, that really was like a turning point for me was that one day um, when I had gone in and I was, so I was doing promotions for this company and essentially my job was all behind the scenes as well as the execution of these promotions. And so one day we had a promotion to get set up and um, one of my coworkers was supposed to help me with some of the computer backend stuff for it. So I get in that morning, I start doing um, some of the work and there were a ton of meetings that morning and she didn't come in. So we're like, okay, that's kind of weird that like, she's not here this morning, but also there's a ton of meetings going on. So she's probably in one of the meetings. Um, we'll catch up with her this afternoon. So afternoon comes by, you know, 12 PM comes by. She's still not at her desk. We are texting her, we're calling her. We're not healing, hearing from her. So now we all start to worry. We're like, Oh my gosh, like what happened? Where is she? Why isn't she answering her calls? Long story short, one of my coworkers ended up finding somehow her boyfriend's phone number, calls him, and we find out that that morning she committed suicide. And all of our hearts dropped and our jaws dropped. And I just remember my face just turning pale. Like I was in such disbelief because also I have a pretty high level of emotional intelligence and I picked up on none of the cues that she was depressed that she was upset that she, you know, hated, um, her life and, and wanted to end it that badly. And so that moment rocked my world because after that moment, I could no longer sit in meetings and talk about just trivial things of like next month, are we giving away a coffee pot? Are we giving away a magic bullet? Like I could not sit in those meetings and talk about those things when I knew someone who I worked so closely with every day, um, was feeling that badly. And it made me think like how many other people are out there feeling that badly that I have no idea are, are doing that. And so for me, it was so much more of that was like, that was the tipping point for me where I was like, I just need to get out of this environment and like do something different and take the leap. Um, and that was the tipping point for me that really changed the game for me. So after that, 
I honestly did just like I helped my team, you know, rehire someone, re get back on their feet. And then probably two or three months after that, I put in my two weeks and I said, I am just going to figure this out as I go. Because one of the things too, is I knew that um, at the end of the day, like I could lose money, um, but I can always make money back. But if I keep losing time, like I can never make my time back. And so that was really valuable for me where my, my deciding factor was like, I'm never going to be this young again. I'm never going to have as much like, um, as least commitments as I have right now, because I don't have kids. I'm not married or anything like that. And so for me, it was like, I want to start building this business now while I don't have kids, while I'm not married, um, to make the those mistakes and to not have as much responsibility on my shoulders. Um, so that, you know, I do have my business more developed and, and that type of thing when that comes down the line. And so for me, it was really just that, that deciding factor that I was like, I, I don't know, you know, the next steps of what I'm going to do, but I also know that a, like life can be better than it is right now. And B that things are, I can figure them out as I go along and like, thank God for Google and, and for all of these resources that we have. Um, and those were the two biggest things that really got me through. And so for me, it was a really, honestly, I did not have my business built. I did not have a foundation built before I left my job and, and started for me, it was more of a, I need to, I need to take care of myself. And the first step in doing that is to remove myself from this toxic environment and put myself into an environment that's, that's a little bit better. So from that time on, like I, that's, I started just picking up part-time jobs in the meantime and started figuring out kind of my business and entrepreneurship from there on and then have just built it ever since. Wow. Wow. That's uh that's quite a story. I know. Quite right. Impactful. Um, yeah. Well, I, and I, I, I think that's an extremely mature perspective at that age to be able to, because really it comes down to, you know, mortality, right. Is, is the fact of there is only so much time. And, you know, I, I've realized this over the last few years, there's only so much time. So I can have some, okay, I'm going to put all this money away in retirement. So when I retire, I can do this, that, the other. I'm like, why, why would I wait? Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? So why don't I put the wheels in motion to things that not so much passion, because I know that word gets thrown around a lot, but what is my mission where I really want yeah. to impact the world, similar to what you're talking about. So I think having that perspective at your age, the, the fact of, yeah, you can, Hey, you can try stuff for many years. And yes, if it doesn't work out, maybe you have to go back and work for a corporation, which is not the worst thing in the world. Right. Um, but you at least have to try it. You have to go out and, and see if you can do it yourself um, almost for your own health and well being, Right. Because yeah. from a mental state, that's it seems like that's kind of what's been driving you the last handful of years. So if you don't do it, going back to you mentioned something really, uh, really nice uh, earlier was around your decisions, right? And you would you kind of look at it of if I don't make this decision, will I regret it? My assumption yeah. is if we were happen to just meet on the street and you were still working at that job, you would probably be regretting it that you hadn't left yet. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, right. definitely. I wasn't really going anywhere with that. It was more just a random <laughs> tangent that I do on these things. Um, but so let's talk a little bit about, so you got obviously into starting the business. How did you know that you wanted to structure it the way that you did, obviously around the marketing stuff with copywriting design? Like, did that kind of come together all together? Did you piecemeal it and just kind of figure out what the market wanted? How, how, how did you go about figuring that stuff out early on? It's funny because I definitely did not know 
And that's how I, that's how I ultimately figured it out. So let me explain. So when I first started, I originally wanted to get into and reminder, like I was still working with that same coach at the time. Mm -hmm. So I had originally wanted to become a life coach and um, get into life coaching and that type of thing. And I also had my, like, I have gotten my degree in business and marketing. So um, I also had um, clients I was working with who I was just doing some marketing stuff for them on the side. I was designing websites, building websites, um, doing just small, like consulting projects and that type of thing. And so for me, when I left my job, I had a handful of, um, clients that I was kind of building websites for and that type of thing. And so that's, that's what got me started in the marketing side of things. And at the same time, I went to school to learn how to coach and learn how to be a life coach. Um, so long story short, those ultimately just started meshing together naturally where I went to school to become a life coach and I learned all these great things. However, also in that time, they didn't teach us how to properly market our life coaching businesses. So I started, you know, trying to sign on clients and start doing this whole life coaching thing. And I was like, this isn't working. Like I don't know how to market it. And so then I started diving into the strategy behind how to market your business and, and all of this stuff, which has brought me down um, a huge rabbit hole. But I also found out that I love learning about marketing. Like I love the strategy behind marketing and why people are doing what they're doing and that type of thing. And so as I started to learn more about it, I realized that, wow, there's a lot of other entrepreneurs out there that don't know how to properly market their business, whether it's a coaching business or another type of business, there's a lot of people out there that don't understand or don't even care to um, dive in as deep as I have into marketing. And so it was just naturally over time that those two kind of merged together. And I said, wow, I wonder if I can coach entrepreneurs around marketing, around how to market their businesses better and that type of thing. Um, and the two worlds blended together, but it was honestly from like, I didn't have this perfect step-by-step business plan when I started, like I just started and started taking imperfect action. And then I would learn from that, reshape, repivot and move forward and try again, learn from it, reshape, repivot, try again. And then that ultimately long story short, got me here three years later where I am, um, you know, much more knowledgeable in marketing strategy and copywriting and design and, and all of these different things as well as coaching and have merged those two worlds together. Yeah, I love that. I love that style. You know, instead of sitting, you know, what you could have done is kept working the part-time jobs and whiteboarded for a year on, okay, what ideas do I have or where I could do? It's just a matter of, I just, you start, you, you know, you, the name of the podcast, you just got started and you just said, I'm going to do it. And then you figure it out along the way. Right. That's and, exactly it. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is always uh, an interesting way to go about it. But I think ultimately it, it kind of goes back to, um, a slight parallel, but like with Tim Ferriss, I don't know if you listen to a lot of Tim Ferriss stuff, but like it kind of is like the four hour work week stuff is mm. you test just a little bit, taste just a little bit and see what the market wants. And then you slowly adapt and pivot from there versus again, setting up this massive thing. And then all of a sudden, if the market doesn't want it, you just lost time and money and effort. That's and totally it. You know? Yeah. And I, I tell my clients that all the time of like, at the end of the day, I can, you know, give you all of these marketing strategies and, and what I think is best. But at the end of the day, like you have to put your stuff out there for your dream client and see how the market responds, because that's, that's going to give you, you know, the results and the, the answers of, all right, now what do we do next? What's working? What's not working? And how do we pivot? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you, we were, we were talking a little bit about, you know, obviously you pivoting from, you know, the full-time job to, to doing your, your business and stuff. 
What about the support systems in your life? How positive or negative, maybe you can take either direction you want. Um, how impactful have support systems been in your journey? Yeah, definitely. So my support systems in my community are everything. And I learned that from very early on in this journey, especially now as we continue to get more and more virtual with everything. Um, it is so important for me now more than ever to have a strong community of people supporting me and that type of thing. And so one of the biggest things that I learned from my transition from my nine to five into building my own business is that a lot of the people that I expected to be happy for me or to cheer me on or to support me didn't. And that was like a huge, huge wake up call for me of like, like it was actually heartbreaking at first because I wanted that validation from other people of like, you're making the right thing and you're doing it and you have what it takes. Mm -hmm. And when I didn't receive that, it broke me in a great way because I was able to rebuild from that. But when you're in it, like it sucks, you know, and, and it really breaks you. And so one of the things that I learned from that is, okay, these people who I thought were going to be here for me, they aren't, that's okay. Now let me build a community of people who are, and that's essentially what I've done is I have entrepreneur friends from honestly around the world now that we keep in touch with each other multiple times a week of, Hey, how are you doing? How's it going? What challenges are you facing? Like, and we are so supportive um, of one another because we know, and we get it like entrepreneurship is hard. Like it's hard to be doing this, especially when you're working by yourself all the time and facing these challenges and just going through things that are different than what most people um, experience and might not understand. It's been really honestly game-changing and life-saving to have those people who I know I can text or call when I'm, when I'm having like an SOS moment and talk through it and who get it, who get the challenges, who get that this is like a dream that's different than what most people have and, and that's okay and how to keep going forward. So I would say a support system is really, really huge to have because there's ups and downs in entrepreneurship every day. And to have that that support system in that community who has your back um, throughout that roller coaster ride has been really, really um, just really great and something that I've definitely needed throughout this journey. Well, I think it also shows that, you know, in life, especially as, you know, we change at different times and some of us change, you know, you had mentioned, hey, in yeah. three years, I was a different person, rapidly change. The, the people that you were friends with or for whatever reason you're friends with, maybe even growing up as an example, not that you're going to cut them out altogether. You may not see them as much or when you hang out, maybe it's a different conversation. You have to bring in these different circles that more align with your, not, not so much mission, but I think your values and kind of what you believe now versus maybe what you did five years ago. So I think it's always important to be auditing those circles and figuring out um, you know, who are the right people I, I want to be around. And you seem, at least from our last conversation stuff and what you post online, you're very positive. You're optimistic. Like I am like, I don't want to be around the negativity. I don't need right. it anymore. Same. And, and, and I was around it a lot, you, you know, being younger and you start realizing like, no, I'm going to spend less time or no time with those type of people and, and fine, whatever they want to do, that's okay. But I'm just in a different headspace right now where I, I don't want to deal with that. Cause that's just not who I am. Um, so I think it's important to recognize that, as you said, you you have um, to be able to help you going forward, but also to help other people, right, um, a little bit better because you're in a positive and, and, a, and a better attitude, you know? Oh, that's totally it. Yeah. And I love that. Um, I love that you brought that up. And just having like throughout this whole journey, I have been really um, fortunate to just have 
people who have become my mentors, you know, like Rich and, and coaches and people who have stood by my side, because there's been a lot of times when I've been just wanting to like drop it and give up and like walk away because that at some days just feels like the easier thing to do. And just having those other people and those support systems by my side who, you know, see your potential and see your greatness, even when you might not see in yourself has been a really big game changer for me that has helped me get to where I am today. What do you think has been the hardest part of the, uh, the journey up to this point? There's a lot of things, but I'd say the hardest part is really breaking through those old beliefs that you had about yourself and about what was possible for you and what wasn't. Um, I think for me, the hardest part has been really working with those beliefs to let go of the ones that no longer serve me and to create better, more empowering ones. Um, because it's really those beliefs that'll make or break you at the end of the day. Cause if you, at the end of the day, have a belief that you can't do it or you don't have what it takes or you're not qualified or whatever it is, like that's going to hold you back um, so much where unless you have, you know, really empowering beliefs where you believe in yourself and you can do it and you have what it takes, like that at the end of the day has been the hardest thing for me is really breaking through those old limiting beliefs that no longer like worked for me and creating new ones. How do you do that? Is that is that just sitting in thought, meditation? Is that reading books, listen to podcasts? Like, what, what are the ways that you look at those old beliefs and say, nope, these are wrong, and I have to change those? How, how have you gone about that? Yeah, I think the the number one thing is self awareness. So first of all, being aware that they come up. And when they come up um, and kind of like what triggers them. And then from there, don't like, don't worry about judging it of like, oh, it's wrong to have this belief or it's right to have this belief. Like just acknowledge that it came up and it's something that you believe. And then from there, you can make a decision of, do I want to continue feeding this belief or do I want to feed a different one? Because at the end of the day, we really can only place our focus on one thing at a time. Like multitasking is a myth in terms of like, our brain energy going towards one thing at a time. And that also goes for thoughts. So if we're focused on a thought that says, you know, I'm not enough, I don't have what it takes. And the more that we focus on that, the more momentum and the more it kind of snowballs and become bigger and bigger. And then, you know, we go into the world and look for validation of that belief. So by first just acknowledging and becoming aware of like, oh man, I have this belief that I believe that I'm not enough. And then from there, you can start to start to change it and start to come up with a new belief that's maybe, you know, I am enough. And here are different ways that validate this belief because a belief at the end of the day is just a thought that we continue to think. So catching it and realizing that you're having it, but then also choosing a different thought and starting to put more of your energy, put more of your focus on that newer thought and that newer belief and also look for validation, you know, in the outside world, something that I've had clients do in the past is, um, you know, take a belief and ask yourself, is this, is this true? Most of the time it's no and say, all right, what is the truth now? What is the actual, you know, truth of it? And then what is the proof behind that new belief that you have and look for things you've done in the past, things in your current environment, things you're working on now that validate and add just some juice to that new belief. Um, because that's going to help you see like, Oh, well, like this is, this is right. This isn't just a feeling, but there's actually fact to back up, you know, that I am enough or that I'm smart enough or qualified enough for that type of thing. That's a, 
can't can't disagree with you there. Um, I, I think the self awareness piece is so massive, and and, and so you know, massive. I, and I think it's you know the, the way I kind of categorize it is accept and respect. You know, it's you accept that this is who I am now and respect it. Like, okay, well then let's go in that direction. And there may be some challenges I have to overcome, but at least if I can be okay that I know I have some weaknesses here or some things that I have to change, you can get better. If you're always denying it or not, you know, like, ah, that doesn't really affect me too much is when it probably affects you the most. Um, so I think, I think it's really important that self-awareness pieces, you got to hit it head on and, uh, and, and actually figure out, you know, figure out your shit basically uh, to be able to get you to that next level. Definitely. That self-awareness piece is so, so key. Yeah, absolutely. What, um, what life experience do you think has been the biggest teacher for you? I would say num- the number one biggest teacher will be when I left my job to start my own business, um, which, which we have talked about. So that, so I'm going to talk about biggest life experience number two that has helped me. Okay. And um, so in college, I was fortunate enough to be able to study abroad. And um, one of the things, one of the things that I've learned that I do um, is that I tend to make decisions and then overthink or question that decision after I make it. So there's some people who will like overthink and question the decision before they make it. There's some people who will question it while they're making the decision. And then there's people who make the decision and then question it after. And I'm definitely that third um, type of person where I knew when I was in college, like, I just want to, I want to go study abroad and I'll figure the rest out later type of thing. Um, And so I had made that decision to go and study abroad, which was awesome. And I went and studied in Florence, Italy, which was just beautiful and amazing. And I studied um, marketing and mindfulness there, which like, come on, how can it get any better than that? I literally took a meditation class where every class we would meditate at least once. And it was like, awesome. So um, the reason why I bring that up is because one of the big things that we had to do when we stayed abroad is I say back then, but it was really just five years ago um, when we walked outside and we would walk to the market or, or wherever it was like, we could only use our phones. Like we didn't have an international data plan. So we could only use our phones when we were connected with Wi-Fi. So anytime that we went to a grocery store or went to the store or went out, like we didn't have access to our phones, which also meant we sometimes didn't know or have access to a map or where we're going. So there are a lot of times that we would purposely get ourselves lost in order to find our way back home and in order to navigate a new city and find some hidden gems and that type of thing. Um, so there are many times that we would just go out and explore in order to just figure out our path back. And so that really taught me a lot because there was even one time that we went and took a, a train and took a day trip um, to a local town and that type of thing. We purposely were like, we're going to get ourselves lost just to find find, you know, something. Um, and so what that taught us was like, when you're stuck in a foreign city and you need to get home that night, like you're going to figure it out, right. You're going to do whatever it takes to figure it out. And so it taught us that like anything is figure outable and now how do we navigate that and how do we figure it out? And, and especially when you have this pressure on your shoulders. So that taught me a lot about problem solving, especially in a foreign country and that type of thing and how to navigate new terrain, terrain that you don't know how to navigate and how to step outside of your comfort zone. One of the other things that, that, that taught me studying abroad was um, something that we learned was like, when you're that far away from, from your friends and from your normal environment, 
a lot of times we experienced and our friends didn't intentionally mean to do this, but it was almost like this feeling of out of sight, out of mind where because we were so far away, a lot of times our friends didn't think about, you know, texting us or filling us in because they were used to seeing us around campus. And so it really taught me how to do things alone and how to be by myself and be okay with that. Especially now looking at myself as an entrepreneur, like I spend so much time by myself working and um, eating or traveling or whatever it is that that really prepared me for entrepreneurship in a different way as well. And was just one of those life experiences that prepared me for where I am today. And I didn't even know that it was preparing me for this, um, where I am now. That's, uh, that's very insightful there. That's a pretty cool story too. Um, I, I think sometimes, yeah, just getting lost. It's like, I think it makes it fun too, right? Um, not thinking too much. Let's end on this if we can. All right, here you go. You got, we're going back to teenage Lexi, or you can go way back. When I had Ben Bradbury on, we went back to seven, eight-year-old Ben. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, but whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, but younger self. Okay. I want you to share what's the one piece of most impactful advice that you would share, knowing what you know now, that you would share with them that would maybe help them give a, a different perspective on their journey uh, going forward? Yeah, so that is that is a great question. And for me, I would say the number one greatest piece of advice is to just, just do it, to just go for it, to just get started, right? Because I think there are a lot of times looking back that I, um, I would overthink things. Um, I would overthink, you know, should I do this? Should I not do this? Should I do that? Should I not do that? And I think the biggest thing that really changed the game for me was when, and going back to where we started in this conversation are the times when I felt that gut instinct and I felt that intuition hit to go and do something, but then I would stop it. And I would overthink and be like, well, who am I to do that? Or like, I don't have what it takes. And I'd let those beliefs like hold me back where I wish I would just feel that like gut instinct and then go and do it and just like put yourself out there, take that next step um, instead of overthinking it or instead of um, questioning who are you to, to go and do that thing. Like anytime I felt that soul calling or that gut instinct, I wish I just went and did it. And that would be the biggest piece of advice I would give to my younger self. It's like, if you feel that calling, trust it and, and trust that intuition, trust that instinct. Um, and then, and go do that thing because it's, it's in you for a reason. So why not put yourself out there? Why not take that next step and just see what it has to offer? Yeah, that, I, I like that a lot. And one of the things, you know, one of the quotes that I live by is by one of the great Stoic philosophers, Seneca, you know, along the lines of we suffer most often in imagination than reality. I bring it up probably mm. every few podcasts because it's like we, I, I know looking at myself in the mirror, I used to have so many of those times where I should have done something and I didn't because I had all this worry and fear and anxiety. I, I didn't even, the decision didn't even happen yet. I hadn't even done the thing. Yeah. <laughs> and yet I was coming up with all these things that were going to happen. I had no idea. And it was a bunch of BS. Yeah. So I think, it, again, to your point, if, if your gut intuition says, let's do this, you have to push past that discomfort a little bit to get to the happier spot. And if you, if you can get, just get past that little small bit of discomfort, it's, it's amazing what happens in your life. And, and you've obviously, um, you've actually been a testament to that, you know? Yeah. And one of the things I've learned is when you just say yes to life, like a lot of times life is trying to give us so much, but we block it and we say no. And when you just start saying yes to things that come your way, even though if you don't know, you know, how you're going to figure it out yet or what's going to happen, 
the biggest things for me was when I have said yes and then figure the rest out later. Like that's been a big mantra for me um, because that that really has changed the game for me. Just saying yes and then and then figuring the rest out has led me to such incredible places versus um, versus saying no and and overthinking it and doubting it and that type of thing. Like just saying yes and just going for it has definitely changed the game. Like this has been awesome. We we probably could have chat another hour. We didn't even get into your I know podcast. this is awesome. I mean, this is why don't you share with everyone where can they connect with you online? Where they where can they listen to your um your podcast? A little shout out for those things. Yeah, definitely. So I have my own podcast called Building My Empire that essentially documents my journey of building my business from the ground up. Um, so listener, you can find that on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and really the top um, podcasting apps that you listen to. And then also, um, if you want to text me and say, hey, you can totally do that and text me at 518-217-4552 as well. How's that texting thing work? I, I mean, I know how it works, but like, how has that been? Has that been an interesting? I love it, to be honest with you. For me, I'm I'm a very much so relationship-based person and I love building relationships with people. So it's been such a cool way for me to send out like daily inspiration or daily texts about different marketing things and, and this and that and the other thing. And also receive like, you know, direct communication back from from people and to engage in a conversation with them and, and that type of thing. So honestly, I have been, I've been loving it. What, where do you do? How do you sign up for that? What do you, what program are you using? How do you? Yeah, there's a bunch of different programs out there. Um, currently I'm using community and I've been really um, enjoying that. It makes it super simple and the interfaces, it looks very much so like a regular um, iPhone kind of messaging app. So it's made it really easy to just send out, you know, text whenever I want, send out texts for people's birthdays and wish them happy birthday and that type of thing. So they, if I've really truly been enjoying it. Hmm, interesting. I might have to yeah. check that out. I've, I've yeah, seen it. I recommend bunch. it. I've seen it a bunch around, you know, but uh, that's good. I never even know. I, I probably could have typed it on Google, but I, I'll take your word for it. I'll try, I'll try this community out. Maybe I'll have a, a text number here soon. Who knows? Yes. Let me know if you do. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Lexi, this is awesome. I, I certainly appreciate you coming on, sharing your journey. Um, had a lot of fun and uh, hope to connect with you more down the road. Yes, I did too. Thank you so much. It was such a such an honor and it was so much fun. Well, I hope you all enjoyed that great interview and thanks again for stopping by. Um, if you wanted to connect further, please head over to my website, brianondraco.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-O-N-D-R-A-K-O.com as well as connect with me on Instagram or Twitter at Brian Andreco or search me on LinkedIn, just Brian Andreco. Um, I hope you guys have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.